This is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court slip opinion in National Association of Manufacturers versus Department of Defense. Argued October 11, 2017, decided January 22, 2018. The Clean Water Act generally prohibits the discharge of any pollutant by any person, except in express circumstances. 33 U.S.C. 1311A. The discharge of a pollutant includes any addition of any pollutant to navigable waters from any point source. 1362.12. And the statutory term navigable waters in turn means the waters of the United States. 1362.7. Section 1311A. Contains important exceptions to the general prohibition on discharge of pollutants including two permitting schemes that authorize certain entities to discharge pollutants into navigable waters, the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System, program administered by the Environmental Protection Agency under 1342, and a program administered by the Army Corps of Engineers under 1344. The statutory term, Waters of the United States, delineates the geographic reach of those permitting programs as well as other substantive provisions of the Act. In 2015, the EPA and the Corps proffered a definition of that term through an agency regulation dubbed Waters of the United States Rule, WOTUS Rule, or Rule. The WOTUS Rule imposes no enforceable duty on any state, local, or tribal governments, or the private sector. 80 Federal Register 37102. As stated in its preamble, the rule does not establish any regulatory requirements and is instead a definitional rule that clarifies the scope of the statutory term, Waters of the United States. There are two principal avenues of judicial review of an EPA action. Generally, parties may file challenges to final EPA actions in federal district courts, typically under the Administrative Procedure Act, but Clean Water Act enumerates seven categories of EPA actions for which review lies directly and exclusively in the federal courts of appeals, including, as relevant here, EPA actions approving or promulgating any effluent limitation or other limitations under Section 1311, 1312, 1316, or 1345. 1369B1E in EPA actions issuing or denying any permit under Section 1342, 1369B1F, several parties, including Petitioner, National Association of Manufacturers, challenged the rule in the United States District Courts across the country. Many parties, but not NAM, filed protective petitions for review in various courts of appeal to preserve their challenges should their district court lawsuits be dismissed for lack of jurisdiction under 1369b. The circuit court actions were consolidated and transferred to the Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. Meanwhile, the parallel actions in the district courts continued. NAM intervened as a respondent in the Sixth Circuit and along with several other parties moved to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction. The government opposed those motions, arguing that the challenges must be brought first to the Court of Appeals because the WOTUS rule fell within subparagraph E and F of 1369b1. 
The Sixth Circuit denied the motions to dismiss. The Supreme Court held, because the WOTUS rule falls outside the ambit of 1369b1, challenges to the rule must be filed in federal district courts. Neither subparagraph E nor subparagraph F of 1369b1 grants courts of appeals exclusive jurisdiction to review the WOTUS rule in the first instance. Subparagraph E grants courts of appeals exclusive jurisdiction to review any EPA action in approving or promulgating any effluent limitation or other limitation under section 1311, 1312, 1316, or 1345, 33 U.S.C. 1369b1e. The WOTUS rule does not fall within that provision. To begin, the rule is not an effluent limitation, which the Act defines as any restriction on quantities, rates, and concentrations of certain pollutants, which are discharged from point sources to navigable waters, 1362.11. The WOTUS rule imposes no such restriction. Instead, it announces a regulatory definition for a statutory term. Nor does the rule fit within subparagraph E's other limitation language. Congress's use of the phrase effluent limitation or other limitation suggests that an other limitation must be similar in kind to an effluent limitation, that is, a limitation related to discharge of pollutants. This natural reading is reinforced by subparagraph E's cross-reference to 1311, 1312, 1316, and 1345, which each impose restrictions on the discharge of certain pollutants. The statutory structure thus confirms that in other limitation must also be some type of restriction on the discharge of pollutants. Because the WOTUS rule does no such thing, it falls outside the sub scope of subparagraph E. Even if the government's reading of effluent limitation or other limitation were accepted, however, the rule still does not fall within subparagraph E because it is not a limitation promulgated or approved under Section 1311. As subparagraph E's statutory context makes clear, this phrase is most naturally read to mean that the effluent or other limitation must be approved or promulgated pursuant to or by reason of the authority of 1311. But the EPA did not promulgate or approve the WOTUS rule under 1311 which neither directs nor authorizes the EPA to define a statutory phrase appearing anywhere elsewhere in the Act. Rather, the WOTUS rule was promulgated or approved under 1361A, which grants the EPA general rulemaking authority to prescribe such regulations as are necessary to carry out its functions under the Act. The government contends that the statutory language under section 1311 poses no barrier to its reading of subparagraph E because the WOTUS rule's practical effect is to make 1311's limitations applicable to the waters covered by the rule. But the government's practical effects test is not grounded in the statute, renders other statutory languages superfluous, 
and ignores Congress's decision to grant courts of appeals exclusive jurisdiction only over seven enumerated types of EPA actions set forth in 1369b1. The government fares no better under subparagraph F, which grants courts of appeal exclusive and original jurisdiction to review any EPA action in issuing or denying any permit under section 1342. 1369 B1F That provision does not cover the WOTUS rule, which neither issues nor denies NPDES permits issued under 1342. Seeking to avoid that conclusion, the government invokes this court's decision in Crown Simpson Pulp Company versus Costal and argues that the WOTUS rule falls under subparagraph F because it is functionally similar to issuing or denying a permit. But that construction misconstrues Crown Simpson, is unmoored from the statutory text, and would create sur surplusage in other parts of the statute. The government's policy arguments provide no basis to depart from the statute's plain language. First, the government contends that initial circuit court review of the WOTUS rule would not avoid a bifurcated judicial review scheme under which the courts of appeals would review individual actions issuing or denying permits, whereas district courts would review broader regulations governing those actions, but, as explained, Congress has made clear that rules like the WOTUS rule must be reviewed first in federal district courts. Crown Simpson distinguished, moreover, the bifurcation that the government bemoans is no more irrational than Congress's choice to assign challenges to NPDES permits to circuit courts and challenges to 1344 permits to district courts. See 1369B1E. In many of this court's recent decisions regarding the agency's application and definition of waters of the United States have originated in district courts, not the courts of appeal. Second, the court acknowledges that as the government argues, routing WOTUS rule challenges directly to the courts of appeals may improve judicial efficiency. But efficiency was not Congress's only consideration. Had Congress wanted to prioritize efficiency, it could have authorized direct circuit court review of all nationally applicable regulations, as it did under the Clean Air Act. Instead of structuring judicial review as it did in 1369 B1. Third, the government argues that the initial review in the courts of appeals promotes the important goal of natural uniformity, national uniformity, with regard to broader regulations. Although that argument carries some logical force, Congress did not pursue that end at all costs. Finally, contrary to the government's contention, the presumption favoring Court of Appeals review of administrative action does not apply here, for the scope of subparagraphs E and F is set forth clearly in the statute. Florida Power and Light Company versus Lorien. Reversed and remanded, Judge Sotomayor Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion for a unanimous court.